Good morning, all. It's good to be together in online worship today. Friends, I just wanted to thank you uh, for participating in this way and in whatever way you feel safe to do so. Um, reminder that we do broadcast from here, uh, First Presbyterian Church of Quincy Sanctuary, our beloved worship space, but also on Sunday mornings, we're in person on the soccer fields, you know, weather permitting, and uh, we are all spaced and uh, masked, but it's a, a wonderful time to be together to see each other. So if you feel uh, safe enough to do so, if you've maybe had your uh, vaccination, which is um, wonderful news for you, and a lot of people in the congregation have uh, had those now, at least their first shot, and, and they're kind of coming back to in-person worship. It's so good to see them. Um, but if you feel safe enough, please uh, come on Sunday mornings. We'd love to see you. Uh, I do have some announcements to share uh, today before we get into worship. First, I, as I do each week, I ask that you remember those on our prayer list that we email out every Thursday. Uh, that you would keep those folks in your prayers and also lift up those who um, don't share or don't want their name out in public, but God will know who they are. Just lift up those who, uh, who need prayer, who, who we don't have a name for, but uh, continue each day to say your prayers for each other. Uh, I do want to uh, remind you that when we are together on Sunday mornings, we will feed you. It is the Lenten season and we have Lenten breakfast. So come a little bit early at about 1030 and you can pick up uh, some food, uh, some coffee, some hot chocolate if it's chilly, uh, but good stuff to share. Uh, this week, there are some things going on in the life of the church. We do have deacons meeting on Tuesday, session meeting on Wednesday. Y'all will see a Zoom invite coming out this week, so make sure you're available on your meeting days. Um, uh, Monday, circles will meet, so uh, remember that on your daily calendar. Great Big Table is this week, Wednesday, and then in two weeks on the 24th. Uh, and Ruth is continuing with her Lenten Bible study on Wednesdays at noon. It's a neat Bible study. Uh, it is also one that you can jump in and jump out uh, week to week. It doesn't necessarily connect each week, so you can come uh, on one, and then if you miss another, it's okay. Or if you've missed the first couple and would like to join, you can do that. And one more thing, a neat thing that uh, is happening is a spring shoe fling. It's on March 27th. We have a lot of shoes for some reason at the clothes closet. So we're going to give those out on the 27th. If you go through your closet and find some shoes that you haven't worn in a long time that are in good shape, bring them by the church. We'll get them into uh, circulation in the community for those who could use a new pair of shoes. So. Um, those are the things happening in the life of the church. Uh, I do uh, thank you as I do each week for your continued faithfulness, the sharing of your joys, your, uh, your offerings, your tithes, your gifts. Thank you so very much. It does allow us to do things kind of like the shoe fling, uh, kind of like the great big table. So continue with that. Um, anything I missed? I know youth is back. No? Okay. Well, those are the announcement, announcements for the day. Now I'm going to turn it over to Lisa for our Lenten candles. This week's lesson on Lent. Uh, Lisa, take it away. 
Today is our third Sunday of Lent, and today we read scripture from 1 Corinthians 1, verses 18 and 25. 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And in verse 25, it says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. So today, as we extinguish the third Lenten candle, we are reminded that though we believe that we, are, we may be wise, we are only foolish in the eyes of God. To get even a small understanding of the mind of God we need to understand the meaning of the cross. In, do, in so doing, we realize that even God's foolishness is wiser than anyone's. Let us pray. Oh God, we are so foolish when we believe that we have all the answers to the problems of this world. As we begin to understand the meaning of the cross, Help us to see that it is only possible through, the, through your power. Amen. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you to the Christian Ed Committee for this wonderful idea of Lenten candles to help us connect more with the season. And remember, there is an interactive Lenten garden on our website that you can go to for daily studies. Uh, to learn more about Lent, a pretty neat thing going on there as well. So again, friends, welcome. It's good to know you're there and that you're praying as I am for the day that we're back in the sanctuary together. Thanks to Scott for uh, doing these services with me for recording and getting everything ready. Thank you, Scott. And thank you to Tamara for setting up the shot. And thank you to Chris uh, and all of our section leaders and Ian uh, for the music for this service today. Thanks to all uh, for sharing their talents and their time uh, during this worship lesson, this worship service. Church family, friends, neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let us worship God with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, rejoicing Father, Spirit with us always, you celebrate when one of your lost children is found because no one is worthless to you. We stand humbled and in awe that you would count us among your most prized possessions. Give us eyes to see the priceless value of every living soul of every creature, indeed of all creation, that we would count it as priceless just as you do. Inspire in us hearts, minds, and souls ready to share your good news and grace and love. Through your goodness, help us to be the best versions of ourselves, ready to help heal your world and this community of illness, conflict, despair, all personal and systemic prejudice, poverty, and pain. We pray for your wisdom as we face the challenges of the day, and we pray that you would guide those leaders around the world whose decisions impact the lives of billions of your children. 
Please watch over those who serve in dangerous places and in dangerous vocations. Protect them as you also protect us from the harm and hurt that our sin has made all too prevalent in this world. We pray for the fortitude and strength to always act in good faith, that no matter our differences, we would always strive to seek the good in each other. And Lord, please, as we are gathered today, send your Holy Spirit to open our entire beings to the reading, hearing, interpreting, and proclaiming of your Holy Word. All this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, who in addition to everything else also taught us to pray together this prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are blessed with our first bit of special music today, Amazing Grace, sung by one of our section leaders, Evan. so very much. Friends, we have two pieces of scripture for today. The first is from the book of Psalms, the 119th Psalm, verses 167 through 176. Y'all remember what the longest psalm in the book of Psalms is? 119. Very good. You knew that, Scott, yeah? 119, okay. A clue would be that we're reading through verse 176. Yes, okay. So we're gonna start at 167 through 176. Friends, hear now the word of the Lord. My soul keeps your decrees. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and decrees for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according 
to your promise. My lips will pour forth praise because you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your promise for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let me live that I may praise you and let your ordinances help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek out your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. The word of God for the people of God. Our New Testament lesson is from the gospel according to Luke, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 32. At the very end of the psalm we just read, uh, David writes about feeling lost, like a lost sheep. The passages, or the passage today from Luke, um, contains three parables of lost, um, a lost sheep, a lost coin, a lost son, and then the found, found sheep, found coin, found son. So you see, again, scripture is connected. Here now, this uh, lesson from the gospel according to Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 32. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until they find it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who need no repentance. Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Then Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare, but I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. 
I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him, and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, quickly bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, listen, for all these years, I've been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, this son who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The word of God for the people of God. When all this <clears throat> pandemic stuff began, I thought it would be a few weeks of inconvenience, a disruption that would pass after a handful of Sundays or a couple months at most. And at the beginning, it was kind of exciting, concerning, scary, yes, but also a little bit invigorating, like preparing for a hurricane. No one ever wants a storm to actually hit, but those days before when regular things are stopping, as the doing and preparing receives all of our focus, and then the way everything goes quiet for the one or two days before landfall, to me, the early days of the pandemic kind of felt like that. And we were scrambling as a church staff, rescheduling stuff, canceling stuff, brainstorming about all the different new things we need to do to stay connected. So there was some adrenaline flowing and a little bit of excitement and then some anxiety building as well as I worried, as lots of us have worried, that if we stayed away too long, maybe nobody would come back. That y'all would get used to a new Sunday routine and choose it as your new normal. Back at the beginning, it was challenging in a good way because we had to rethink things and learn how to do new things like these online services. The very first one was just me and Scott. We, were, we recorded about 12 minutes from the pulpit right over my right shoulder. 
a pulpit that was covered with stuff that we didn't even notice, a Kleenex box, I think a golf ball, little toys, trash, brick brack. It was all a mess because we didn't know to look at the shot, to notice the cup that was there. After we'd done a few of these recordings, Tamara started to join us to make sure everything would look right. She has an eye for detail. I don't have that. God certainly doesn't have that, no. And then someone suggested that we add music and Crystal May started to help us with that. And each week we learned something new, including that if you use the Rolling Stones music, Mick and the boys take it personally, they complain to Facebook and your worship service will get blocked. We learned that too. And each week we got a little better at all this new stuff and Scott would do new stuff and uh, Tamara would put us in new places and each week we got a little bit better. Now in those first few weeks and then months I continued to believe we'd be back worshiping together at the end of the summer at the very latest. And so I started each recorded service acknowledging the week. I'd say, welcome to online worship on this second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth Sunday of COVID time. And I remember after we finished the ninth COVID time recording, Tamara pulled me aside and said, you have to stop counting. If you don't stop counting, I'm going to start crying through these service recordings. And so I stopped counting because it was reminding people of all we didn't have. It was reminding people who watched of all that we'd lost. We'd lost a lot, which makes the teachings of Jesus we just read especially relevant today, the 52nd Sunday of COVID time and the completion of one full year of online service recordings. In our New Testament passage for today, Jesus once again is eating with sinners, people the Pharisees and Sadducees have deemed as unworthy. And because they can't seem to mind their own business, they start grumbling again, tut-tutting and wagging their fingers. And of course, Jesus hears them. And of course, Jesus rebukes them with parables, three parables actually, three parables of losing and finding. We know these teachings, but is it as obvious to y'all as it is to me that these teachings are particularly poignant today? One of 100 sheep is lost and the shepherd leaves the 99 to go find it. The shepherd's livelihood is their sheep. Lost sheep means lost job, and we're living in a time of lost livelihoods for millions of neighbors, disrupted livelihoods for tens of millions of our neighbors. One silver coin of 10 is lost, and the woman tears apart the house to find it, one-tenth of her income gone. In her circumstance, like the circumstances of millions, 
tens of millions of our neighbors, the loss of one-tenth of income is the difference between having money for food and medicine and rent and utilities or having money for just three of those four things. A loss of income means having to use a food bank for the first time, going without blood pressure meds, being late or short with your rent or mortgage payment, having your power cut off. A son is lost. A beloved family member is lost from our lives. Their health compromised or their lives lost too. A disease most of us had barely even heard of 53 Sundays ago. So very much lost in the past year, real loss, painful loss, real loss. And it'll be up to those of us who've lost the least to be there for those who've lost the most. Up to those who can to help those who cannot. Up to those who still have it to share hope with those who can't find it. And as crazy as these times have been, it will not be unusual for you to share hope and then need hope in the same day, to be someone lost and someone seeking the lost in the same day, being empty and then filled by the strength of the Holy Spirit in the same day, because these are strange days indeed, strange and bewildering, but also hopeful hopeful, more and more being vaccinated, hopeful. We still meet every Tuesday to share from the food bank, hopeful. We're giving away shoes in a couple weeks, hopeful. We're helping our neighbors, hopeful. And that's because our faith is born of hope. And Jesus always includes some hope in his parables. And the hope we have in these teachings is that no matter what we lose or how lost we feel, God will never stop looking for us. And because God is God, there is nowhere we could hide or end up, nowhere we could ever be, that God would not find us. And because Jesus taught it, we know this is true. When we are found, when we are no longer lost, the heavenly court rejoices. All God's children rejoice. Let me end with this. Everyone has had times of feeling lost, afraid, depressed, confused. And these last many weeks have pushed many of us to those places in ways we've never experienced them before. If you feel that way, please contact me or Ruth or one of our Stephen ministers, and we'll do all we can to help you refine your way. Because in this family of faith, that's what we do for each other. We learn to be there for each other. We search for each other. We pray for each other. We find and are found by each other. And all the while, we hold on to hope 
the eternal hope we know through God's Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. In the name of the good Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God, and amen. We continue our worship with another gift of music. Come thou fount of every blessing by the virtual choir. Thank you so much uh, to Chris and all of our section leaders uh, for patching together a choir for us and a beautiful old hymn. And now, friends, so that our hearts, minds, souls, and beings might be ever hopeful and ever ready to share hope with others, let us receive God's holy blessing. May the love and hope of Christ, may the grace of God, the good Father, and may the sweet, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now, be with you tomorrow, be with you always. Thanks be to God and amen. Bye.
Y'all want to sing? Come thou fount of every blessing. That's all I can do right here. I thought you'd join in. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you can hum it. Can you sing it? Mm -hmm. 